Welcome back to Let's Face Reality with Bravo Podcast. I have Susie actually with me in person today. Oh my god, hi. She finally made it back to Texas, guys. She's here for winter break and I'm glad I can finally, you know, get her on my schedule while she's here. Oh wow, I can see you. I know, right? We're I sitting can... right across from each other. I'm like, oh god, let's see how it goes now. I'm so used to just not really seeing her face and talking to her. Well, even when we like record it, I don't see her face. We don't turn on the camera. Oh yeah, we don't. But we are going to start doing that. (laughs) That means we're going to start looking a little decent then (laughs) because we can't be in our robes anymore doing this. Lena right now literally looks like uh, a cockatoo. (laughs) Like she has her hair up in, I don't know, whatever feathery, feathery thing. And she has a robe on. Looks ultra comfy though. I literally made my hair curly. Never again. It's my natural hair. It looks good. I did not like it, and it makes me not want to get ready, so. I just feel like curly hair is, like, a commitment. It really is. Like, basically, like, whenever I would take pictures, I literally, I don't know, I just felt like I could not be in in a picture. When my hair, like, you're talking about when your hair is curly, you feel like, that's how I cannot, I, I, guys, I did my makeup so great yesterday. I literally did my hair curly and made it look great, you know, to just, like, feel good about myself. Wink, wink. <laughs> you know, okay. So I did that, and then I was trying to take the best selfie, right? I was going at it. I was changing clothes. I was doing whatever, and it, I couldn't. My, the shape of my face did not work with it. I feel like as great as my makeup was, I nothing hits. But when my hair's straight, every picture I take is hitting, and, yeah, I just – I don't know, man. I can't do this life. I can't do the curly hair life. It's a hard life. Yeah. But you have to be really secure for that. But, yeah. okay. And you have to be ready to, like, I don't know, be used to not looking the same as you normally do. Yeah, I, I don't have time for that. I like yeah. how I look with that. But anyways, okay, so today we're actually recapping Salt Lake City. It is uh, season four, episode 15, Swimming with the Fishes. What do you think of this episode? Did you like it? I mean, this- <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was um, a confrontation that was waiting to happen. A lot. Meredith was in every confrontation. I was proud of her. She did not disengage. Well, how could she disengage when you're in the middle of a catamaran in the ocean? Well, Lisa initially told them it was a yacht, and it ended up being a catamaran. I thought it was funny that she called it a yacht, and it was just a catamaran. <laughs> but anyway, so let's I get mean, into points, brownie points. <laughs> brownie points in the trip. I love that. I love that. <laughs> I love that. But okay, so let's start. So now it's day three in Bermuda. Guys, I swear I feel like we're on like week two of Bermuda. But so we see that everyone wakes up. We see Monica opening up her cards from her kids where they tell her how much they love her and they miss her and they hope that she has a great time and she's like tearing up. And then they end it with, P.S., please do do not get arrested. Mm They clearly know their mom, and I feel like this is production foreshadowing something. <laughs> and this is and this is Monica like rubbing a tear off her eye, like girl, like how do you know? She's like, I won't go to prison, like not today. Even though what she has like what seventeen lawsuits against her, <laughs> yeah, and one of them is from a car wash. That's love. I've never heard of anyone getting sued from a car what, wash before. You, what crazy stuff do you have to be doing to get banned from a car wash? Honestly, just what? let that sink in. Most of them are fronts for money laundering anyway. So yeah. you really needed to have pissed off someone like, at a car wash. What's that mattress firm? Mattress, mattress firm. firm. Yeah, I literally <laughs> said it. The mattress place. Yeah. Anyway. Allegedly. 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 <laughs> we need to have like an echo. That says allegedly every time we say something we shouldn't. <laughs> but 
Lisa texts everyone that she booked them a yacht for the day. And then Heather texts Monica to meet her for a walk. But I don't get why Heather has her headphones in when she's expecting someone to come to her room. But I digress. It's actually the same headphones my sister Heather has. Heather has the same color as me. <laughs> and honestly, when I saw that, I was like, wow, we must be a very specific type of person. She had the hot pink ones. You all know you don't see those hot pink air hoods. Or, uh, wait, air yeah. hoods. Oh, air, air, <laughs> air, air maxes. Air pop. Oh, Air, Air Maxes, Maxes. Yeah. yeah. Aren't they like a type of AirPods or whatever? Well, yeah, it's like the okay. AirPod Air Max. Yeah, that's okay, what I whatever. thought. I have the AirPod Pro, so I think that's better than you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but then, so Heather tells Monica that she's sorry. She goes, I'm sorry I lost my temper last night. And then they do a flashback <laughs> to the episode where Heather's telling her, shut the F up like Whitney did. Shut, shut the me. fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're trying not to curse oh, yeah, that's right. We're so trying, we're trying to be polite girls. Yeah. yeah. Monica just goes, honestly, Heather? I was so thrown. Really, Monica? Really? You're thrown? Okay. But then Heather goes, but I feel like it started on the bus when you were questioning me, talking to, talking about my daughter's Deep life. There we go. Thank you for covering that. So it felt like you were coming for me. Then to have to repeat it. Ooh. But then Monica explains uh, how they're learning about each other and she understands now that this is not a boundary she needs to cross. And Monica asks Heather how she feels about Meredith's situation. Obviously, she's getting down and dirty. She's getting ready. And Heather just talks about how it was a shock to her and she isn't sure if Meredith is behind it yet. But Monica says that she doesn't think Meredith would ever do that. But then Monica says, I would do I would do that shit. Which, okay. She's telling on herself. She's, she's, she's telling on herself. Why would you even say, why would why you admit would you that? that? I just don't know. But speaking of that, okay, let me okay. pull up then the screenshot real quick. That's from Reddit. Oh, yeah, that's right. So uh, let me see. Who is it that ended up coming out? Okay, it's three screenshots. So first, this uh, account called Reality – why didn't I – I think it's – oh, Reality Ashhole. So they say, so we just found out that the big news at the end of RHO – why did I just not say the full thing? Real Finale. Fancy. Yes finale next week is that monica used to be a blogger and you want even bigger news you were the page who put her page on the map and then here keep reading it. i need to drink this water okay um and this so, is that count so right they there. basically say that they had screenshots from march 2021 of monica's original troll page that she asked us to help get followers for and we had no idea that monica was behind it and apparently the hashtag row slct on at reality von Tees is hot so apparently it was recommending that people go follow them now and apparently they're also exposing jen Shaw. wait is there i think one more oh okay <laughs> and then and then there was that one dm because she ended up deleting her account oh okay Instagram so they basically user. show a receipt that was her dm to that page uh reality Ashley's, mm-hmm. and her pages kept getting deleted and basically that this page was the one that leaked the video of Jen yelling at that designer, which we now know was Monica. Because remember last season, a video came out of Jen's assistant being yelled at. And it was Monica who had ended up releasing that to all and the blogs. Monica's the assistant that was getting yelled at? No, no, no. It wasn't oh, her. It was yeah, but Monica's the one that released it. Oh. Yep. Was there something else? I was trying to think. I knew I screenshot something else, but okay, no, that one was Married to Medicine. Not for you. Okay, so yeah. So, um... Now we're starting to believe that Meredith is actually the cover-up. But we'll get more into that because me and Suzanne do have an opinion. We're on Meredith's side. Sorry. So we're hoping Lisa gets on the right side of history. But where were we at? Mm-mm. Oh, right here. So now we go to a different scene. Basically, Heather and Monica hash it out. They're fine. Whatever. We move on. Meredith then calls Seth. 
And she just explains explains him how hard it is uh, for her having to be on this trip and everyone's just against her. And, you know, Seth's doing what a husband does. He's comforting her. He tells her to still enjoy the trip and not to let these women get to her. And then Meredith with her, her sophisticated words. <laughs> I'm just trying to decipher what's going on here and who's <laughs> responsible for what. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, she uses the word decipher in this episode a couple times, so that's definitely in my dictionary now. <laughs> so now we see Whitney and Angie. They go play tennis, and guys, guess what? Now we know something new about Whitney. She doesn't only read books, but she plays tennis now. Wait, was uh, was Whitney the one that said at the beginning that she liked poetry? No, that was Heather. No, Heather's the one <laughs> that I'm coming <laughs> These Mormons. Wow, like these girls have things. a lot of hobbies. <laughs> but Whitney says, "I grew up playing." Tennis? I'm no Serena Williams. I don't have a tennis court in my backyard, but I really do occasionally hit some balls around. <laughs> and tennis is great for stress. Okay, Whitney. Okay. And then Angie says that she plays tennis with Sean and Electra once in a while. And I like that Angie owns it because then when we see her play, Angie reminds me of those girls, like those little sissy girls in high school that they don't they don't touch a thing when it comes to manual labor. They don't try to cook clean. They don't try like they are just there to look pretty. That's what Angie is. And also, I got to say, like, the serves that uh, Whitney was <laughs> racking up, like, oh, yeah, that's real Wimbledon level. <laughs> she, Hey, I, when I saw her hit that ball, honestly, it wasn't too bad. It was just yeah, trying too hard. My, I don't know if that's... A- and then she basically told Angie to imagine that uh, Meredith's face was on oh, yeah, so and, was and then they would put the, what was it uh, that Meredith was saying? She was like, you can leave. And then she finally hit the ball. Yeah. <laughs> But then, um, so they finished playing tennis. It looks like they played for like two minutes. And they talk about the Meredith situation, obviously. And Whitney says that Meredith is next level crazy because Meredith sat there at the table quietly and still smiling like it never happened. And they end up showing a flashback um, of scenes we didn't see after the pirate dinner where... She's like cutting the cake. Yeah, and singing with them happy birthday and just acting normal. But I feel like this is... What did we say? Like, why do we... Okay, let me finish with the Whitney thing and then we'll get into what we think. So then Whitney says that she really thinks she can skirt by without owning it, without taking accountability, what's going on, and it'll just go away. So how long is she going to keep this facade for? It's a crazy psychotic disassociation. Okay, Whitney, not everyone dissociates. (laughs) Like, I swear that became like a known term and now everyone is just using it. But... Wendy then asks Angie what she thought about Heather freaking out on Monica. And then Angie explains, you know, every culture and every religion, there is a lot of shame around sex. If you're not married or not a certain age. See, I was trying to do her voice, but I'm just going to say it normally because I actually thought this was really impactful what she said. So, um, uh, or not a certain age. So I wonder if it's just, okay, Honestly, can you just read that for me? Because okay. what she said was so important. So Angie explains, uh, you know, every culture, oh my God. <laughs> uh, every culture and every religion, uh. there's a lot of shame around sex if you're not married or not a certain age. So I wonder if it's just an uncomfortable topic for Heather because she's not married and she has to deprogram from a lot. So, yeah, OK, she wrote Bad Mormon. Yes, she's living a new lifestyle. But if you really look at it, we were shaped who we are today from our childhood. And, and her- 
perfectly Honestly, said. such a profound thing to say because if anything, I think Angie's just showing a lot more awareness mm-hmm. for all the women, honestly. Yes. Like, I don't know. Say what you will about Angie, but I feel like she has really come out on top. She is season. so empathetic with what anybody goes through. Even when she hates someone, if if she understands why they're doing what they're doing, she's like, well, you know, they grew up like this or yeah. this happened to them. She so genuinely, I- like, has empathized with every lady. Even Monica, who I feel like did not deserve her empathy yes. at some point. Mm-hmm. And I feel like... With that, she's just handled everything with so much grace. I mean, Meredith coming at her family the way that she did, like, that's not an easy thing to, like, make it through, especially with how emotional Sean had gotten Mm -hmm. about it. That broke my heart. So, so I don't know. I just feel like she's so right because, because I don't know, I don't know why Monica, like, is just so out of touch with, like, some of these questions. Like, it's like none of these women want to talk about it. Why are you trying to bring it up? And, and no, especially because Salt Lake City is the one that's kind of revolving around religion. So you think that the one that comes from a religious background type of one, like they would be more cautious in what they're talking I about. I almost feel like someone like Monica gets a rile out of it. Like she just likes making people uncomfortable because she thinks it's funny. I hate those people. I don't like to be around people who constantly want to put me in uncomfortable situations. And, and, and as you'll see, like even the way that I feel like she attempted to call out Meredith at dinner, I just feel like she was picking... She reminded me of her mom. No, when she did that to Meredith, she was literally, I saw her mom in that moment when her mom was talking to the plant. That's what, (laughs) that's what Monica was doing to, oh oh my God. Yep. But I digress. Mm. So let's get back into it. So then Whitney says, so she won't talk about her own sex life, but she can talk about everyone else's. That's what triggers me. Okay, Whitney. Honestly, everything triggers Whitney at this point. Literally everything. Literally everything. You could throw a rock in front of her and she'd be like, oh my God. In in the Mormon church, they threw rocks and it's just like, (laughs) calm down. Oh oh my God. Lisa, her her son, or no, Lisa (laughs) raised her voice and it affected my son. And now, now he's triggered. Now he's triggered. But then Whitney says that she finally finished reading Heather's book. And out of all the stories, she's upset that Heather wrote about when Whitney hired her to shoot her boudoir photo shoot, which was an anniversary gift for Justin. And I ended up reading on uh, Reddit, everyone, people posted screenshots of it and nothing in it was bad or like, we'll get when we get to that scene, but it's annoying. But then everyone goes to the yacht. They're all ready. They're waiting on Angie, but it's kind of quiet and awkward. And Lisa just walks around telling everyone, come on, we have to leave. 15 minutes and the yacht leaves. And so they go. And Monica's shaving her legs in the van, which I thought that was weird. I thought that was not classy. I thought that was a little bit like you are just trying to force comfort on everybody. Why are you trying to force No, she's trying to force a moment on TV. Yeah. Like it was like, it was like, what do you think the moment's going to be? That they're all joining in and then they like shave their legs too like i don't know I, it wasn't that funny yeah i don't know i don't know i don't know i'm back I just to feel like not it was like just it. the wrong audience wrong audience monica's a try hard but they get on the so-called yacht which turns out to be a catamaran no issues with it but just don't, don't, don't call it a yacht <laughs> so susan's reading my notes as i'm like going through them and she's laughing because she sees my commentary at the end of a scene <laughs> but then we see the ladies they're all getting pictures together while meredith goes to sit alone on the boat and she goes and adds another layering of clothing on her already very flowy type of cut. It doesn't even look like she has a dress on. It's just like cut up pieces glued <laughs> onto her. Um, so it's like the see-through shell. And Meredith says that it's very clear these ladies are trying to ice her out. And I can see that as well. I do feel bad for her there. And the boat's name is Zara. 
Don't go to Zara. Yeah, don't go to Zara. Don't go to Zara. Don't go to Zara. Don't go to Zara. <laughs> just don't, don't do it. You know it's not that well made, okay? Don't just, don't waste your money. Don't, okay. don't do it. So then, <laughs> so then Heather points out that it's a catamaran and she asks Lisa what it means. So they show the actual description of a catamaran <laughs> is vote with twin hills in parallel. But Lisa's definition of it is, it's just like a super sick, strong boat. <laughs> And then Whitney finds a pole, obviously. She's in her element. And we see Heather. We then pan out to Heather. And she's watching the birds. And it's this, like, uh, I don't even know the term of this type of music they were playing. It's, like, heavenly type of music. And then we pan back to Whitney with, like, the upbeat music of her spreading her legs on this pole and just going at it. And then we go back to Heather again with soft music. But she's walking towards Meredith to talk. So what does Heather end up telling Meredith? We have a real friendship and I too was blindsided last night because they all think you are creating a fake account and sending DMs and then immediately calling Monica. She said it was convenient and it was like... I'm not. I am not. (laughs) And then basically Heather's just trying to explain to Meredith. She doesn't understand Meredith's mess that she has gotten herself into and she doesn't understand Meredith's lack of a reaction to this entire situation. Sorry, guys. Susan, I feel like Susan keeps talking away from the mic, so I have to remind her, get closer, oh, yeah, because she's, bad. like, facing the notes, and she's looking away from the mic. Yeah. You better get closer. Oh, my bad. Okay. And- so, so okay, basically, I think it's really easy to look at this situation and think that, okay, Meredith just doesn't want to own up to it, but I just feel like she was just acting really calmly about mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. And I feel like most people would say that because Meredith isn't fighting back that she might be guilty, but I think the opposite, actually, mm-hmm. because... I think Meredith is innocent in that she knows she has to stay calm in order to not make these women hate her if she really wants them to see her side of things and explain the situation as it actually happened, not Monica's version of the story. Yep, that's exactly it. Meredith, she's playing 10 steps ahead. I mean, she's a lawyer, okay? So she knows if I need to get the judge to believe me, all I need is the evidence. I need to just back it up. I need to explain my story and I need to not attack the woman, rather attack Monica so I could show these women, I'm not against you. Yeah. I am here to like be on your side. So what is, I need you to say, okay. so Meredith then. Con- I'm trying to process all of this because there's a lot of elements here that aren't adding up. <laughs> I did not DM her information about Angie. I did not accuse Angie of being in the mafia. In fact, I told the story about the mafia and she planted that. She planted yep. it. So then they go and they show us. M- Meredith explains her version of how it went down. So they show these flashbacks like it's a documentary. It's like those TLC. The flashbacks are it's, amazing. Yes. It's like it's like those um, crime scene documentaries where it's basically yep. like that's exactly those true crime. We were, we were walking down. Wait, what? what like was the, the Stone Creek. Wait, where were they? Uh, um, what was that? Mount. Like, uh, I wrote it in the previous it notes. Like Vale. Yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking but about. It was the other place. Mm-hmm. Okay, anyways, it's just the way they, like, show the cool-toned flashbacks of them, like, walking down the street and then trying to recall, like, what their conversation was. I just thought that was such <laughs> a dramatic effect. It gets me every time. But, so, we get Meredith's side of the story. And she explains in the confessional that on the flight back from Palm Springs, Monica and her sat next to each other. And she went to great detail on all kinds of rumors and dirt on Angie. And then a few weeks ago, she went to lunch with Monica And so after lunch, they were chit-chatting, and she said, It's so funny, my friend told me a story that the venue a door or two down had been run by the Greek mafia. 
And so Meredith further explains, Monica asked me, do you think Angie's part of it? And I said, I had no idea. So two to three weeks later, I received a DM of documents and information about Angie, and they were all trying to get to, they were all uh, tying back to the things that she had already been telling me on the plane, which I thought was really weird to begin with. So why wouldn't I ask Monica, did you get this? And I completely believe Meredith here. She's right. Like if Monica implanted that in her head, created the DM, sent it to her, and she knew that like, oh, maybe hopefully Meredith brings this up to me so that I can turn it around on her. So do you notice right now the timelines are different? Because Monica was trying to imply that immediately the day after that she (gasps) bought the DMs. Wait, I didn't realize that. What? Did you pick up on the fact that Meredith said two to three weeks after (gasps) she asked Monica? So there's already a difference in their story on the timeline. Their timeline's different. Because Monica tried to imply that immediately after that event, and my understanding was it was like a couple days, like if that, it sounded like it was the next day. Oh my God. How did you, oh my God, Sky Suzanne is becoming a Bravo girly. Oh my God. So I don't know. And, and, oh, oh, also, isn't it super convenient that when Monica goes to recount the story to Lisa, that she happened to forget a really important point. And that the important. Oh, no, I knew that that was intentional. She did that intentional so she could make Angie trust her more because it's like, hey, I have more info that she missed or so she alleges because apparently she gave Angie a version of the story. Then when it came time for Lisa to ask her for more details, she basically added in that um, that Meredith asked her if she had gotten a DM. Yep. Wow. Guys, look at that detective. Hey, you should give up. Why did she bring it up the first time? Wow. I don't know. Me either. Sounds like her story's changing. Monica's a liar. Yeah. Monica's a liar. A liar. Yeah. Okay. So, anyway, sorry. That's from Random Front Rules because Tenda was a liar. Okay. Anyways, back to it, guys. Suzanne needs to give up her engineering degree and go into law. So (laughs) Meredith then continues to tell Heather that she called Monica after the DM because the DM had referenced a lot of stuff that Monica had already been telling Meredith. Heather's really confused at this point, and she just wants Meredith to talk it out with Monica. So they anchor the boat down, and they just want to get in the water. They eat some tacos. They're able to do all that stuff. So while they're eating, Meredith asks Monica to chat. And Meredith tells Monica that there were a lot of moving parts from the argument that night before, and she's trying to decipher what's going on. She used the word decipher again. And she asks Monica how this has become Meredith saying Angie's in the mafia. And Monica says that she never came out and said that Meredith did it, but that it felt serious to her, and she and Meredith were Googling together. (laughs) And Meredith just tells her that she never thought that and that they never really Googled anything. And then we see Monica raise her voice, and she's just saying things so out loud, and she's continuously cutting off Meredith. Uh, Like, every time Meredith speaks, Monica stops her in the middle of her sentences, and she's saying, yes, you did! And Meredith just says that she was never, like, meeting Angie. She never met Angie when she had the mafia discussion. So Monica then goes and says out loud, yes, we did. We said she was Greek and probably in the mafia and maybe and broke. And that how does she have her house? And she has bills to pay and blah, blah, blah. And Meredith just goes, this is all stuff you told me, Monica. And I believe, I don't know, that when she said that sentence, something in her body language and everything just came it seemed so true. It was truthful. also the way that like Meredith was looking at everybody. Like she like, was you guys doing see the this eyebrows. Crazy. Yeah. She was like doing the eyebrows of like, do you guys honestly think I said this? You guys this? believe like, this, this bullshit I liar? Know, I just don't believe Monica. Right I don't. Now. I can't. Yeah. I can't. 
But then there goes Lisa. She jumps in and she yells at Meredith. Meredith, stop lying. You're lying. My voice you are a liar. You're lying right now. <laughs> Don't do this to Monica. You did it to Whitney. You've done it to me. You've done it to all of us, Meredith. You're a liar. <laughs> oh my God. I feel like we broke the, the sound of the microphone. <laughs> But Meredith just goes and says, I'm not a liar. I'm not lying. And Lisa just keeps going at it. Yeah. She and just keeps asking. She just tells her. It. Yeah. And she says, she you effed up. You effed up. We all move. Like, we'll move on. Uh, or we can all move on if you just own it. And this reminds me of when, like, me and Lena are fighting and I'm just being stubborn about something. And Lena just, like, does that last Hail Mary <laughs> yell of, like, just get it together. Why can't you see that you're crappy? Just, like, we all see it. And then that's when Suzanne comes swinging with the punches. Well, no. No. <laughs> I was going to say that's what I'm finally, like, okay, fine. We're going to stop fighting. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> so annoying. Okay. Uh, the old days. But then, you know, after this whole fight happens, Heather then tells Lisa, I like threw you under the bus there, huh? <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. And then Heather tells Lisa, but like, does Monica just get a pass on participating because she may have told? And Lisa goes, no, no, she doesn't. She doesn't get a pass. And Heather tells Lisa that she's embraced her when Monica said the same things, basically. But Lisa just fights back by saying that at least Monica was honest about it. And Lisa says that they need to tie Meredith up and throw her overboard or she needs to own what she did. Um, I love you, Lisa, but Monica's manipulating you and you're on the wrong side of history right yeah. now. <laughs> oh, no, I know. It's like I, I love Lisa Spunk, but this was one of those moments that was like, oh, no, Lisa. Yep. But then Meredith tells everyone that this is exhausting and Angie responds back, I'm sure it is. If you lie, it's hard to defend the lie. And Meredith just yells that she isn't lying. Like Meredith is getting fed up at this point. And Suzanne. And then Angie goes, I own the streets of Salt Lake City because I'm, I'm a reputable, a reputable, reputable, what can I say? A reputable <laughs> business woman. I, I, own, my I own the streets of Salt Lake City. City. <laughs> <laughs> Took her a while to, to. Oh my god, I got water on my laptop. Give me a second. <laughs> Wait, can't have my my mouse area. Oh my god, you're gonna spill. Is this gonna ruin my laptop? If I no, got no, some just, water on it's it. It's fine. It's fine. My goodness, guys. I'll put it on the floor. So I should be fine now. Yes. Okay, guys. Let's hope my laptop doesn't break in the making. Really? So. <laughs> Lisa tells Meredith that she looks guilty and Monica's being honest. And then Whitney just jumps in and she also agrees and believes that Meredith is lying. And Lisa just says, if any more documents appear again, she's going to blame Meredith. And Meredith has just had enough at this point. She yells, hold on. I'm tired of hearing that because that's incorrect. And I'm getting very irritated about everyone narrating me. Don't narrate me. <laughs> Lisa just tells her not to. Don't dig up shit on your fans then. Yeah, that's what she said. <laughs> I was trying to be peaceful about it. <laughs> and Meredith just says, I'm getting really effing pissed off. And she storms away to another part of the catamaran. I mean, while they're stuck at sea. And just parts of fabric are flowing everywhere. Yeah. She is trying to get that shawl wrapped around her like it's the end of the world if she doesn't. So, yeah, Lisa just wants everyone to have fun. But then we see Meredith actually goes and 
puts in like takes initiative here and she sits with Angie and she asks for them to talk and Meredith goes and tells Angie that she called Monica because the things in her DMs were stuff Monica had already mentioned and Angie's wondering why Meredith entertained it in the first place and Angie thinks that Meredith might just be scared of her but Meredith is like I'm not scared of you girl (laughs) and she said that she doesn't like Angie for how she screams at her and she's um she's just very unpleasant with her um but Meredith then asks Angie if they can reset they put it to bed and they're good and everyone just seems to be getting along so now it's it's kind of like time for dinner, but um, they're in the Sprinter van right now, and Meredith actually goes and moves to the back of the Sprinter van to talk to Lisa, and they're just giggling. She's sharing news about how Brooks was signed to Ford Models, and Monica just looks back and goes, wow. The mean mug from Monica. Yeah. She is just Evil. So, that was an evil It was mug. evil. She was like looking back in disbelief. Okay, so why, why does it bother you so much if – Meredith and Lisa are in the back giggling on their phone because she doesn't want them to end up realizing that her story is BS and basically go like they wanted everyone to ice out Meredith because then Monica's like, okay, I'm in the clear. No one's ever going to question this again. It's I got the girls on my side. It just felt like a very like she wanted Meredith to stay in the fire. And then when she saw that Meredith was not in the fire for it, she got upset. Which is weird because she was the one who was kissing Meredith's ass the whole first half of the season. No, exactly. And I don't understand why she why she picked Meredith to flip so, on. I thought she wanted to flip on Lisa. Yeah. Yeah. So now she's like literally flipping on Meredith. She probably can't flip on Lisa because she knows she can't flip on Lisa. But it's funny because Monica's projecting because now when she what she says in her confessional when she goes... Uh, <clears throat> Where was it? Yeah. She goes, this makes zero sense to me. Why can't they be screaming? How can they be screaming at each other than kissing ass? And she ends up, I didn't write this down, but Monica ends up also saying something like Meredith just uh, doesn't want anyone to be against her. So she knows that basically Lisa will start following her around. But I feel like Monica's, she's saying what Monica actually wanted to do. Like Monica started buddying up with Lisa because she knows Lisa will easily listen to her and, or she thinks Lisa will listen to her and and be on her side Lisa easily. Lisa doesn't look like she listens to She anyone. doesn't. She doesn't. I'm just saying maybe yeah. Monica feels that way. She gets a weak vibe from Lisa maybe. But then... How she get a weak vibe when Lisa's the only one that yelled at her as much as she yelled at Lisa? Because Monica still keeps fighting back with her. I don't know, man. I'm confused. Monica's personality Mo- confused me. The way me. Monica thinks tested. about things doesn't make sense, but I'll tell you right now, she's just a shit stirrer. Yeah, she That's really is. is. That's all she is. Uh, Whitney talks about her husband Justin we're not going to get into that but Whitney's nipple does slip out while she's talking which is awkward Uh, she starts asking you know beep questions to Heather and Heather just shuts shuts her down right away because it made her uncomfortable like Heather does not need to talk about these things if she doesn't want to okay and Whitney just says that she's confused by Heather's boundaries and Heather just agrees with her because she is too Um, where are we now let me see where we are but I feel like uh, not important not important okay so it's dinner time. Sorry, guys. I feel like I, I overly write with my notes, so sometimes I feel like let me skip some of these things. <coughs> so they're all ready for dinner. We see that they make it to the restaurant, and everyone's just incessantly taking selfies for a while in the beginning. It's really awkward silence. Meredith is the only one not taking selfies. And they sit Meredith across from Monica. I don't know who did this. And uh, they all talk about how many selfies they take. And Lisa actually has 28,000 pictures or selfies in her phone. And that's why she says she has two terabytes of storage. Which it reminded- and I think Whitney only had 7,000. <laughs> yeah, she had 7,000. Yeah. And then Heather had 11,000, I, I think. I that... Whitney had the least. That Lisa had the most. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I felt the two terabyte part. Because when we were in the Middle East, I was making my dad pay for my two terabyte storage. So I could be taking as many pictures yeah, as I wanted. Cool. So, Okay. So then Monica, okay, so this part was actually kind of aggravating me. Monica just keeps trying to make small talk and she keeps kind of looking at 
uh, Meredith when she's doing it because she wants Meredith to respond to her or give her some sort of attention. So she talks about her the side of her face feels weird and she jokes around, says that she thinks she's going to have a stroke. And Heather actually gets a little serious and she says no because you would have no muscle control. I've had Bell's palsy full... P- facial paralysis so paralyzed half of her face and then she shows her costco <laughs> card to prove it which her costco card okay, pick was great that just shows how much filler distorts your face guys don't do fillers don't do yeah, fillers half her half her face couldn't move i would never in my life like touch a, a filler wing. needle i would do botox i would never do filler <laughs> would never in my life okay so monica then she just realizes meredith is not taking the bait or answering her so she straight up goes she tells meredith that she asks meredith like are you upset or are you crying and why does she say that? Okay. Like, yeah. Why? Like, I don't get okay, it. Out of nowhere. First of all, Meredith's minding her business. Keep in mind the whole time while they're sitting at dinner, like Monica's right across from her, constantly looking at her, trying to understand why Meredith is icing her out. And out of nowhere, she just goes, are you crying? That, mm-hmm. that is the most, like, I feel like that's like a narcissistic person move. And she's doing what her mom does. Like, isn't it like when you date a narcissist and they basically, they like, upset you, they piss you off and they're like, wait, why are you like so sad? Upset. They're mm-hmm. acting like you're upset when you're not. So yep. they're like, oh, you seem upset. Oh, you're crying, aren't you? You're not crying though. Like you like won't be yeah. crying. You're probably just there minding your own business, looking off somewhere else. So she was picking for a fight. That's why I don't trust Monica. I don't trust her. And Monica goes into, she has the audacity to tell Meredith, I'm getting weird energy vibe from you, Meredith. Why else? You are literally making her friends cut her off. Oh, why would, what do you expect from her? So then Monica tells Meredith that she's upset because Meredith yelled at the ladies, but is back to being fine with the other ladies, including Lisa. And Lisa says that she came hard on Meredith, but it's like a sister thing between them. And Meredith said that she made a choice to accept Lisa for who she is. And part of who Lisa is, is that she gets heated and moves forward. But Meredith says that she's mad at her. Uh, Her being mad at Lisa won't let her ruin her friendship anymore. And that just irks Monica. You can see her wheels are turning. She's just so mad about this. Yep. Information. Like, it's almost like, how? How can you get mad and get away with it? But she's almost trying to compare, like, her getting mad at Lisa. But you literally were calling Lisa names. Like, Lisa wasn't saying anything bad about Meredith. She was more mad about the situation. Like, you know. Yeah. No, she was. But Meredith then switches the subject and Meredith does this so smoothly. She goes, how's it? What's everyone's summer fun plans? And they actually really, they take the bait and everyone just switches the subject and they all get along. They talk about the summer with their kids. And Lisa actually starts crying because she's reminded that her son is leaving in the summer. And she says that basically he's not coming home because even if he finishes his missionary, maybe he wants his own place or maybe then he wants to go to college and he'll be in a dorm. And so it's like, he's leaving, leaving. And we see Whitney actually be a little empathetic. She's like, you know, I can't imagine being an empty nester right now you know like my kids are young I don't even want to think about it and like honestly like it's true it's probably not easy being an empty nester she's definitely at a more developed stage of her life than Mm -hmm. I think some of the other ladies with their daughters yeah definitely but Winnie then says that they need a redo of the night because Monica's birthday was a disaster so she wants them to all go to this bar in Bermuda that's known as the oldest bar there so it's called Squizzle Inns. It's a very vintage, cool designs with a bunch of dollar bills on the ceilings. And Lisa goes and tells the bartender, I heard this is the coolest bar in Bermuda. <laughs> 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 and the shorter's a pina colada. <laughs> and then Whitney orders a swizzle drink for everyone. I don't even know what that is. Um, they're having a great time. More people come in. And it kind of looks like they're Bravo fans. Like the girls were cheering yeah, on them. Like some right? women also on a Bermuda trip. That were from America. Yep. Yep. And Meredith's next to Monica again, which is so weird because they're avoiding each other. And then Angie just goes, can we play a game? <laughs> and guys, crickets. It gets quiet. 
So, but then they change the subject. They talk about Heather's book. They ask who's read it. Lisa says she got the audio book. <laughs> so they go on about it. And then the lights just start to flicker and ominous music starts to like go, like happen basically. <laughs> and Whitney just jumps in. This is when Whitney wants a storyline, guys. Whitney was like, oh my God, we're at the last episode. Like we have like a day left of shooting. I need something for this season. So I'm not at the end of the couch, but she's still at the end of the couch. So she jumps in. And she tells Heather that she's read her book and how Heather is uncomfortable to talk about as he, you know, to talk about sex with Monica. But Heather openly writes about Heather, Whitney's, you know, whatever it is that she does, which she didn't. Whitney actually, I don't know, guys, this whole thing, I feel like Whitney just wanted a reason to fight. She just wanted to pick a fight. So to, what does Heather end up yeah, telling Yeah, because her? like based on the receipts that you mm-hmm. found from Reddit, like really nothing was said that was wrong yeah. basically Heather just says in a confessional like I don't talk about Whitney's S life in my book I described when I first met her I was a boudoir photographer and she was a sexy model which okay so what she was a boudoir photographer if that's literally the first time you met Whitney why is Whitney so upset about it that's what I don't understand man like no one's talking about the details but when- it sounded like Whitney kept referring to like her taking off an item of clothing. Yeah. So basically, so you read that part and then I'll, you know, with Heather. Oh, yeah. And then Whitney's just basically like. Um, so Whitney ends up cutting off Heather and she goes, and you talked about taking my clothes off and slinging my panties. That's hypocritical of you. And you won't talk about your own life, but you'll write about mine in your book. So Heather goes in her confessional and she goes, I don't talk about Whitney's sex life in my book. I describe when I first met her, I was a boudoir photographer. Like she goes back, she literally reiterates this so many yeah. times because she, she's trying to explain that. Well, also Heather also starts going into detail saying that she read that part of her book to Whitney four times before she even released it and published it. And Whitney told her to remove certain parts of it, which Heather said she did. And she let Whitney read it again. And Whitney had approved of it. And Whitney goes, no, 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 you're missing the point. You won't talk about sexuality, but you'll exploit mine in your book. And Heather's sick at this point. It's like she's sick of her. She's done with her. She ruined her event, like her evening. And um, Whitney then keeps bringing up that Heather exploited her again. I mean, I feel like I'm reading the same thing, but it's like they were literally repeating the same sentences over and over again. And Heather tells Whitney that she is being an idiot right now. And Whitney tells her she's being a hypocrite. And this is when Heather gets up. She kind of like shoves Whitney. But in the process of her doing that, it kind of seems like Angie falls off her chair. Mm-hmm. And then Heather kind of trips and almost like Angie falls but gets held. <laughs> I know. Honestly, she looks so like brittle. Um, and Heather says, I think you're a ridiculous bitch for, e- oh my God, I said that word for even, oh my God, I'm sounding like such a prude for even saying it. And I'm trying to get out of here and I'm trying to leave. And Whitney tells her not to push her. And yeah, so she goes outside. Whitney's chasing her. First of all, wait, real quick. <laughs> when, when Heather got up, what was she going to do with Whitney? Like, was she going to like come at her? Cause I thought like the way Heather got up, she was almost like squaring up for them to go. She was, outside. Over. And I was like, Heather, are you about to like beat her, her in the face? <laughs> like, what are you doing? And you know, what's funny. You know, what's funny. Did you look at Lisa's face while she was looking wait, at Lisa was like, I don't, I'm no, not. Lisa was come. staring. Like it was like just another normal Tuesday. Like She's she used was to it so at this unfazed. Point. She was so unfazed. She was just staring like, She's yeah, desensitized. She's like, I'm not getting into this one. Like, she's. They're done. Well, this is like, this is a cousin fight. We're not getting into uh, whatever. And I just think what's funny is that anytime Heather 
is like really triggered. The person who can really trigger her is Whitney for some reason. Yes. Like, I feel like out of all the women, the minute Whitney says something, it honestly hurts Heather's feelings. They're both competing for the worst Mormon. They're both because they're like they have each other's same storyline. So it's like whose bad Mormon storyline is I better? Mine or yeah, yours? No. And I think it's funny because I just don't think like Heather's bad. Like outside of like, she isn't like even like outside of the Mormonism, like, you know, like. I just that's what trauma does to you either go so stray really far away from it or I feel like you're still stuck to it in a way but but then we see Whitney she's literally chasing Heather and she goes Heather it's not fair you sex shame Monica and exploit my sexuality (laughs) in your book why are you so defensive about it (laughs) I want to have a conversation with you and then Heather's just like I don't want to have a conversation with you. You're drunk and you're crazy. I'm, Get away from me. I'm not drunk or crazy. You're both. No. <laughs> you're guilty because you know you exploited my vagina. <laughs> I don't want to talk loud. <laughs> and and then Heather's just like taking off the microphone. Get it off. Bro, she's, she's going. She's not just up the parking lot. She starts walking down that empty street. She's running in those heels and that little flowy dress. She's just running off into the wind. And the producer's following her. The executive producer, Lori. Shout out to Lori for standing by for Heather. And Heather just goes, get her, get her away from me. And Heather continues to walk away. And Whitney, uh, where was it? Yeah, she goes, Whitney. And you exploited something. Oh, well, this is Whitney saying it. That you exploited something I did for my husband in your book. And that's the goddamn truth. Let's take it back. Okay, you know what? What? You know what? Whitney is being a hypocrite Mm -hmm. because you want to talk about exploiting your S life with your husband. What did you share on Meredith's podcast? Let's start there. Yeah, HR, oh my God. Yes. Justin didn't even want to answer the question. I didn't even think of Justin that. Justin didn't even want to answer the question. And literally the first. The HR violation yeah, under the table. Yeah, literally oh my the first God. question Seth had asked was where was the craziest place you guys did it? No. And, and, and she literally answered the question. That was. So you want to talk about exploiting your essence? And, like, and Justin just got a new job. Like what if his new. Uh, no, exactly. Like, why would she. I don't know. I don't I, know. Like it's like. I don't know. I don't understand Whitney. She's trying to seem like this perfect I don't know it's contradictory honestly mm-hmm. and I think I think she's just kind of coming at Heather if and again Heather had said like she had sent a copy to the book before it was published by everybody and if anybody had a note to take out then they she can take out stuff and I think there were a couple sentences that she did take out for um mm. yeah for she Whitney. did well she said she read it to Whitney four times to make sure, and Whitney literally approved before so she. So you want to come complaining about this in Bermuda when you have one episode left? Come on. She was like, "Shit, I needed to bring something up." But yeah, that's really how the episode ended. They ended up giving us the crazy preview for next episode. Oh, um, I was at the edge of my seats on that. Oh my preview. god! Oh I can all wait. That phone call. We've been waiting all season. I'm assuming, though, I'm worried because next week, no Bravo episode. I think is coming for the Christmas New oh, Year's right, week. But I don't even know if it's coming the week after. It might be. I think it should be. It's supposed to be. Oh, my God. It's going to be the week Susan goes back, guys. So this is going to be what? Our only first. But we're still. Anyways, hopefully once we do them on video, it'll be the same type of feeling. But thank you guys so much for tuning into our Salt Lake City episode. Um, We will be back. We're going to record Miami soon after dinner. (laughs) And they will be posted. Well, yeah, by the time it's posted, you guys would have already listened to this, which is going to be tonight. So don't forget to follow, rate leave me your feedback and yeah i will be on apple podcast very soon have a great rest of your day morning or night and signing off signing off <laughs>